You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we have yet another amazing guest. Her name is Kathy Karabetsis, and she's the founder of QCSS that she founded in 1991, which is an industry-leading U.S.-based call center. By 2015, the company was doing over $6 million in sales and has since been ranked by the Inc. 500, by Inc. Magazine, as one of the fastest-growing companies in America two times, all right? So, she's a repeat offender, right? (laughs) Besides being the founder of a leading call center, Kathy is the mother of seven which is an insane story in itself. She's the host of a great podcast called Go Big or Go Broke. She knows firsthand about balancing work and life and being able to grow something from nothing. So welcome to the show, Kathy. Absolutely. My pleasure to be here with you today, my friend. I'm so excited that you're here. I apologize it took so long to get you on the show. I thought you had already been on because we engage through social and email and different channels all the time. But for whatever reason, We didn't get you on, but you're here now. And the cool part is, here's what I'm excited about. We're going to talk today about something we've never talked about before on the show, which is always very cool, right? It's not the same old stuff, right? We're going to talk about how the key to conversion and getting a real ROI on your marketing dollars is responsiveness, okay? So being responsive. And so we're going to dive into that today. We're going to talk a little bit about how you do that for some of your clients and how some of the people, some of the listeners can just do this for themselves. Before we do that, before we do that, give us a quick intro. I know I gave them the elevator version, but fill in the blanks, take a minute or two. Let's chat about how you got here and then we'll dig right in. Excellent. Well, thank you again for having me on the show with Dennis and everything is timing for sure. So I'm happy that it took this while because I'm here today for a reason. 1991, I was fired, canned, thrown out, tossed from my ex-employer. I was asked my opinion on a silly subject. I gave it to her. Honestly, she didn't like it. And I had worked for this organization for four years. And as I was leaving that day, just dreaded, I could not believe I had just been thrown out by this woman that I was a mini empire in her industry. And I was tossed and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this differently. I gave four years of my life while I was raising two of my youngest of my seven at the time. And I just loved this woman and I honored her so much and I did everything for her. I thought I'll never treat my people this way. I'm going to start my own gig and I'm going to hire people and treat them the way that I want to be treated. And then I launched the company within a few months. And the good news about the end of that story is that she recognized maybe the error of how she had treated me and she became a client for 16 years after that. So everything ends on a great note, taking great action and being really good to your employees does pay off, guys. I'm here to tell you, be good, culture matters. So that's how I started the company. I love it. I love it. So. You were ranked the most recent Inc. 500 or Inc. 5000, I should say. You were just ranked on that, right? No, this is 2015. 2015. That's right. 2015. Okay, cool. Yeah. So your business continues to grow. And what I love about what you're doing and the conversation we had before kind of we hit record here is kind of how your business is evolving. I mean, you're still doing 
call center, right? I mean, you're still doing outbound cold outreach for clients, but you also have this new kind of concept. It's not necessarily new, but it's kind of a spin on an old concept of being responsive. And that's why we're here today. Because, you know, we've got a lot of people that are spending tons of money on their online advertising spend and marketing spend, and they're just not getting the conversions of the ROI. And I think that's where you guys can really contribute. And then that's one of the reasons why we have you here today, because we want to talk about that. So before we get into that, talk to me a little bit about the size of your company. I mean, I know you, I think you were doing around 6 million in revenue, but how many employees? I mean, can you give me a sense of how many employees you have or how many locations? We have two locations in the Midwest, one right at where I'm out of right today, which is Deer Park, Illinois, 35 miles northwest of Chicago. And then we have another center in small town, Iowa, very small farm country, Yeah, roughly 200 seats today. And we're looking to double that in the very near future. So we've got some things brewing and very excited and growing by leaps and bounds. Nice. Awesome. Do you own any other businesses or is it really you're really heavily focused on the call center business. No, I only own those, the two businesses, one being mother of seven and the other one uh, owner of two (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My wife, it's funny because my wife tells me, she goes, you may be the CEO of the business, but I'm the CEO of the household. That she is. Oh, and I, and I assure you, she is. She's Sicilian, Italian, and she definitely- Smart man that you would recognize her, and I sent her my love for doing that as yeah, well. Yeah, she <laughs> runs the roost. There's no question about that. We have a thing that hangs up in our living room. When What does it say? It says something like, when the queen is happy, the I forgot, oh my God, it's hysterical, but she would never take that down. That'll She'll actually probably leave it with the house because- Oh, she, I need a photo of that one. Yeah, funny. <laughs> all right, so, all right, listen, before we dive into this, let me just ask you a couple of quick questions because this is- a little bit of a spinoff. I've kind of changed the interview up a little bit with some of this. So the first question I want to ask you is, what is a unique skill that you have that really helped you to become so successful with this business? I mean, what's something that you consider to be this unique skill that you have that's really helped? Get to where uh, well, you've got. I think I've, I've developed the skill of running operations almost like an orchestrated, a symphony orchestrated. orchestrated. That's my skill set. I run teams well. So operations is really my core focus. But I think that just stemmed from the determination to win. I think that I have this undying love to get it, to get it every day, to get up every day and do it again. And when it's hard and it's difficult to push through. So it's a drive and determination, grit, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But that's balanced with, I have this love for fellow mankind. Yeah. And so culture becomes a huge part and a passion of mine. I know my team intimately. And that's super important in today's world. I think even more important with digital, the way that we've flown into the digital age. So between those three, that's kind of my skill set. It's really loving on human beings, networking included, social media included. Dennis, obviously, we're recipients of each other and getting that piece down. So my team, I think, are the recipients of that as well. So those are my three. I I know culture is a big, big part of your business because you're constantly talking about it online, when you're on different podcasts, on your podcasts, everywhere. Culture is a big, big part of your success. So I don't doubt that. And I, I'm shocked. I'm not shocked that that's exactly what you pointed to because I think that's a secret to success in almost any business. So congrats on that. Now I'm going to flip the coin really quick. And I'm going to say, what's one thing that you suck at that most people would be surprised about? <laughs> that is awesomely, oh, what do I really suck at? Gosh, Dennis, thanks for letting me know I had to answer that question. Today. <laughs> um, I, okay, I guess... First of all, I'm the leader of the company. And so I yield to my team. I think it's harder for a leader to to yield truly like saying, okay, it's your idea. Let's fly with it. 
that is my weakness, but I work on that all the time. So I don't want the audience to think, darn, she doesn't listen to her team. I really do. But I think that that has not come naturally to me. I've had to work very hard on that. And I've been in business for a very, very long time. So listening to my team, hearing their opinions, making them matter and implementing those and allowing them to make their mistakes. I do all of those things today, but it did not come naturally to me. It still doesn't come naturally to me. I have to work on it every single day. Yeah. So I think we're in the same boat there. Giving up some control, maybe being a little bit better listener for sure. No doubt. I mean, when you're, because you started this out so many years ago and it was your baby, right? You had the seven kids and then you had the eighth kid, which was, you know, which is your business. So you treat it very much like your business. So, all right. Okay, Kathy. So now we're going to pivot into the kind of the the crux of the interview here, where we're going to talk about this whole concept of responsiveness, right? Being responsive and how that can obviously lead to higher conversions and better ROI for your marketing dollars. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, a little bit about that. I'm sure that'll riff into some other topics, but ultimately, why don't you take that away? Excellent. Well, let's talk about the two common call center services. One is inbound at the basis, at your very base, and the other one is outbound. We've taken those two very simple standard call center services and merged them because of the digital age. And we found that because there is so much advertising and so much money going into social media, there was a time where everyone was saying, get away from the human interaction, just go with digital. It's a lot cheaper. It's much more affordable, whether that's organic and going into the ad spend. But what we found and discovered is that as marketers, the conversions were lacking and people were losing brand equity because there wasn't that human component. So we created what we were calling our service response. And that's really simple. It's basically any hand raisers with social media, within email, within telephony, anyone that raises their hand, whether they see you on a social ad or they see you on social platform or they see you or they want to you know, call a billboard, we're making sure that everyone gets nurtured and catered to immediately. So if you're making a phone call, if your clients or their customers make a phone call into you, we'll answer those calls live 24-7. If they're sending a contact form and they're saying, I want hand raising, saying, I need your product or service, within seconds, minutes at the most, we're responding to them. And the same thing on social media. We all get those inbounds, direct messages, and somebody needs to be catering to and watching those boxes so that they don't feel like they're waiting. Otherwise, guys, we, all, we already know it. If you call into a company today, Dennis, yourself, and you get voicemail, and they say, leave a message, you're not leaving the message, and you certainly are moving on to the next person in Google ad. So we make sure that we're taking care of that and being really responsive for our clients with every form of digital. And yeah. So I think that's a really good point because statistically speaking, every minute that goes by that a lead hits your inbox, right? They respond to a, a Facebook ad or a Google ad or any ad, right? Or, or any platform or any marketing message. And every minute that goes by that takes you to respond to them, the fact is the conversion rate is going to go down. Statistically speaking, absolutely. that's just a fact. Six minutes, absolutely. Six and so I think it's not uncommon for businesses to, you know, they spend all this money and then those inboxes, they're, of course they're monitored, but maybe they're monitored every four hours, eight hours, every day, every couple days, every right. week, right? I mean, I know, listen, we've all been guilty of this. Yeah. We've had leads that we didn't follow up on in a timely manner. And then we wonder wow, I wonder why they didn't pick up the phone. I wonder why they didn't you know, reply to my voicemail. I wonder why they didn't get back to my email. Well, they moved on. Exactly. They, they moved on. Exactly. And in some cases, they're going to move on anyway. And in some cases, they won't be responsive back when you're answering that phone or you're answering that email or you're 
responding to their contact form or web form. But when you have a partner involved, the conversions go way up. The return on investment goes way up. I mean, the call center industry, I believe I read recently, in the US alone is like $27.7 billion industry. That's for a reason. People are really desiring that human interaction again. So we went to one extreme, we got rid of the human interaction, and now we're finding going back to it. We had thought when millennials entered the marketplace that this is all going away. They don't want to deal with the human side of this. No toll-free numbers are needed. Get them off of all your product packaging. You know, they'll just send us a web chat if they need anything, but they don't. They really want to be engaged when there's a problem or there's a concern, or if they're shopping and they want information about your product and service. It's imperative that we're answering those calls live and now, even if you're not open 24-7, letting them know that you're available 24-7 for them to respond the next business day will save them from moving on to your competitor. And that's huge for your brand equity. Yeah, I think businesses, I mean, this whole concept of, hey, let's automate everything, right? We yeah. want automate automation of everything. And sure. I get it. I get it. You want to do more with less and you want to be faster and you want to have less employees. You want to have less overhead and you want to, you know, you want to leverage all the technology. And I get that. And there's a certain, and there's definitely a sexiness to that, right? There's definitely, it's sexy, the concept. But let's not forget about the fact that the person that you're selling to is not a machine, right? They're a human. Yeah, they love human engagement. You know, sometimes it has to go beyond chat or email or even a LinkedIn message, right? It's got it. You actually, they want to talk. And and the thing about it is this, I mean, it's just so glaringly obvious from the outside in that when a customer's inquiring about a service, I mean, they're literally saying, sell me. Absolutely. If you make them wait a day to have that conversation. I mean, they're gone. I mean, you make me wait for a day. I'm long gone. I've already made that decision. It's checked off my list. You got no love. You're not getting any love from me. It's way gone. So I really think there's a need for this. And before we were talking on the interview here, you you mentioned something that I thought was really important that people have to understand. It's not an either or, right? You're not designed, you know, call centers aren't necessarily designed to replace other technology, right? Or other, other channels it's really designed to more augment that a little bit. Absolutely. We are augmenting and we, we like to think of ourselves as enhancing what it is that they're already doing. But listen, we do all of the same things all of our digital marketing agency friends do. We're out there doing the ads. We're out there getting the organic reach. We're out there answering our phone. But the difference is, is that we're taking our call center functionality and making the customer's journey a much more pleasant and personal one. And you cannot pay for that. I mean, you can't pay for that. But you cannot put a number. You can't. You cannot put a number on that. So people, when they're raising their hands, they want to hear from you. They don't want to necessarily just hear from a bot, although that might work under certain circumstances. They do want to talk to a live human being, and more than likely, they want a resolution within minutes. Some will be much more patient, but you're absolutely right. They are moving on in today's world. Nobody's waiting for anyone, and the dog days of leaving a voicemail. Even IVR is completely getting abolished and getting killed and crushed because people now more than ever are demanding our time and attention immediately. They do not want to wait. There's no delay in anyone in today's world. Yeah. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I think the difference between providing a support element through a chat or through an email or through some sort of ticketing system online, I think that's all cool. And I'm actually all for that because I don't want to wait on hold. I don't want to do any of that. I mean, I do like like chat for that. And when you're talking about selling a product, right? When you're talking about selling it, I need to talk to somebody, right? Yes, of course, I've done my research. Yes, of course, there's a lot of information online. 
But I want to get on the phone with somebody and I want to get those final, that final 5% of those questions answered so that I can at least make an educated buying decision. So I really, I really think that, you know, one of the groups that I think that really needs to pay attention to this, I mean, obviously anybody who spends advertising dollars, right? But I think digital agencies, right? I think this could be an amazing add-on value add type service for digital agencies because the fact is, is that they're the ones who are under the gun to provide some sort of an ROI month in and month out, quarter in and quarter out, because if their clients aren't getting some sort of ROI, they're not going to stay with them for very long. They're going to switch to another agency that can give them an ROI, right? And when you're spending a hundred thousand or a half a million or a million dollars a month on advertising, it doesn't take long for that relationship to get stale without that conversion. So I think the agencies, I mean, it would be an absolutely no brainer for me to build this into the process because now, number one, they don't have to build the staff. They don't have to do anything. It's a true outsource model and they could pass the cost through and, you know, it's just an incremental conversion add-on. So, I mean, I, for me, it's a no brainer. It is a no brainer. And I think that it's just an education piece. You know, a lot of um, digital agencies or marketers are saying, I've done my job. You've paid me for this. I've supplied you with those marketing qualified leads. My duty and my responsibility to you, client, is over. And unfortunately, that's a terrible, terrible way to approach it. What you need to do is take that customer's journey all the way down to the sale because like we talked about earlier, Dennis, before the show, leads are not what companies grow on. It's sales. And if we're not converting those leads, those marketing qualified leads and making them warm, keeping them warm, being responsive, nurturing those to sales qualified lead and then ultimately to the sales period, we're not doing our job. So we're not, we should not say our service goes up to this point and good luck to you from there on out. What we, when you employ a company or an agency like mine, it's how do we help you be successful in that there is that solid return on investment? We're taking the customer's journey to their, their clients all the way down to the sale. How do we track that? How do we augment what you're currently doing? How do we get them to that close? It's really going to be about responsiveness. It's going to be about analyzing your data. It's going to be about tweaking those, all of your marketing tactics, augmenting it with traditional in addition to your digital efforts and making the most powerful ROI possible for those yeah. campaigns. I love it. I love it. I, th- I, I love taking the old and combining it with the new and making it something that gives a better result for everybody at the end of the day. So no, I love that. Perfect. All right, listen, anything else you want to add about that before I ask you a few more questions? Sure. You want to add anything to that? No, I think that's pretty, pretty much Good. what it boils down to is just being responsive, starting the, the relationship with responsiveness is key. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So let me ask you this. I'm going to get a little bit micro into your business because this is always interesting and I've never had an owner of a call center on here. So I'm always curious, what's the number one strategy that you guys are using to get new clients for your business? Is it cold calling outbound? Is it online advertising? What's the number one? All our digital agency friends are going to be wincing when I say this right now, outside of referrals, which is the number one for everybody. And if you're not being honest, you know, that's the truth of the matter. It's always going to be referrals but it is cold calling. We're niching down. We have four or five buckets, maybe seven, that we know that we do exceedingly well in those particular industries. Now, we're more generalist because we've served so many industries for all the years that we've been in business, nearly three decades. But since we know that it's easier for us to attract these particular five to seven buckets, we go after them with absolutely love and kindness. But ongoingly, we're committed to making those phone calls, finding the right parties, talking to the right titles, We have call guides that we call out to, and we were warming up the leads by starting the conversations in what I like to call, it's no longer cold calling, but smoking hot 
telemarketing initiatives and um, it's doing fabulous for us. And then we do the same thing for our clients. Love it. So are you, do you typically sell to more small, medium, or more enterprise type clients? What do you specialize in? Where do you think you provide the biggest value? I know, I know you probably have clients in all those areas. Yeah, we do. Where do you I, think I, you shine the most? Right in the midsize sector. Okay. Um, that's because they have the budgets, they understand the value of outsourcing piece, and we love taking our small from small to midsize. And then, of course, we're working with enterprise side solutions all the time as well. But I would say that midsize companies are our sweet spot. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up for today. Here's two last questions before we go. One is, what's your favorite growth tool or software? Some SaaS product or tool or software you use to help grow your business? Right now, we're implementing Active Campaign. I'm going to stick with that. And Asana for uh, project management side, working with our VA teams. Shout out to BJJ Hunter on that side of things. So working with Asana has been helpful for me and our VA teams. Active campaign is what we're rolling out for our funnels here coming up soon with our email marketing series. So those are two tools that we're working on right now. Love it. Perfect. And what's your favorite book that you've read maybe here in the last year or two that's, that you would recommend to the audience? Well, I have to recommend my good old favorite classic. You know what I'm going to say. It is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I have read so many books. I keep on going back to that. I keep on giving it to everyone, anybody in sales, anybody in business, anybody worth reading, take the time to read the classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It is the best book on the planet. It'll teach you everything you need to know about the golden rule and how to attract new clients. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, Kathy, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about this new response service and all the other outbound and inbound services you have, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Absolutely. My, our website, our company website is QCSS, as in Quality Customer Service and Sales, QCSSINC.com. And you can find me in my podcast at kathycarabetzos.com. And then you could also find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and pretty much all the social media platforms. (laughs) Perfect. Listen, I'll make sure I put those links in the show notes. Really appreciate you being here. Super excited about, you know, you melding the old with the new. And uh, we'll definitely stay in touch about that. Maybe we'll have an update here next year on how things are going with this new service. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me on, Dennis. Thanks, Kathy. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.